Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of I Said What I Said. Um, I'm your host Sid, also known as Sid the Aquarius. Um, and yeah, episode three. Um, we're actually here. We're finally here. I'm recording in the evening. Unfortunately, I've had some technical difficulties again. Um, I'm gonna have to take this device back to Apple. Um, I have no idea what is going on at all. Um, it's just crashing lagging i don't know but um we move uh, i was going to record it on my phone but i really really want the quality to just be like crystal clear so people can hear me and it just sounds you know professional and stuff like that so um yeah there was just no way i was going to give you bad quality um audio it just wasn't going to happen so yeah here we are so yeah let's just get into it so this week, um, my week has been all right. Um, I have done so much. So I started, um, microdosing, and I tried um shrooms for the well, not for the first time. Um, the first time I actually had shrooms was when I went to the Peak District in I think it was September October. That's pretty much when they grow. Um. And yeah, I had some, got a little tingly feeling, um, wasn't much, but this time, um, thought I'd just try it really just to like relax, uh, meditate better and just also, um, try to alter my state of mind, just lift up the mood and things like that. And, um, I would say help with things like depression, anxiety, not saying I'm depressed right, right now, but sometimes I just go through low moods and um shrooms has just been a way of like altering and, and just accessing a different state of mind and I, I, I notice I'm a lot more relaxed and I've got like a lot I'm able to think a lot more clearly and um just have a different perspective on on like slowly different perspectives on life really um and that's been going all right I think so on Saturday I tried it. I didn't feel anything whatsoever. But then when I went to sleep, it was like I woke up, but then I wasn't awake. And then I was pretty much, how can I explain it? It's literally like time and space was all just happening at once. Where like everything I'd experienced um, throughout the week um and more so just throughout the day as well and what I was feeling and thinking was just there in um present time like everything was just present so yeah um, um there was that but apparently I didn't take enough so I'm gonna try again um this week and see how I feel with that um the person who supplied it was like okay cool um, you know, just make sure you're not having um, junk food, make sure you eat clean. I did try my best, um, cut down on sugar and things like that. So I think it was going to go pretty well, but I'm going to try it outdoors this time. And I'm also going to try grounding at the same time. That's meant to be really good. So for those of you who don't know, grounding is, I used to do this as a child, um, believe it or not. I used to actually, um, I really enjoyed like, getting my bare feet no socks no shoes just on grass and having your bare feet on the grass for me I just 
I find it so relaxing. And I noticed I used to do this a lot as a child. And then I think it was in my late, um, mid to late 20s, I was like, for some reason, I need to do this again. I don't know why. And then I, I, I don't know why I had the urge to do it. But then I looked into um, what this urge is. And it's like, oh, it's called grounding. And I was like, okay, okay. Um, but for those of you who don't like, if that's not your thing, it's, it's just not your thing. But for me, it's just very real to me. And that's, um, that's okay. And if it's not real to you, that, that's also okay. Um, each to their own. Couch to 5K. Um, so I, I mentioned on last week's episode that I had to do week four again and I did. So I did, um, I did week four run three again. Um, and that went pretty well. I did it again another time on the weekend and that didn't go pretty well. I was really exhausted. I was really sweating. I was really tired and I had to pause. My feet were hurting, but that's because I didn't stretch. That's my own fault. So I've been stretching more in the mornings and I've been able to wake up a lot more in the mornings. Um, I've lost another two kilos. So I've gone down from 106 to 104 kilos. And I'm, I think I'm going to enter into the 103 region. So hopefully I'm down to 103. 102 kilos um by this weekend is really hard to do again you have to be in a massive calorie deficit high protein intake high fiber intake as well um because that's just the way my body works so when i have protein it's literally just speeds up my metabolism and i'm shredding the weight off and i'm in big big calorie deficits so even like last week just walking to the gym um it's like 40 minutes there 40 minutes back that's a 1000 calorie deficit and that's just not even including sorry 1000 calories burned um and that's not including the weights that i've done as well so there's that element of things so yeah that that's been going really well for me the stretches have been going really well and then i started week five so I did week five yesterday um, while it was raining. Uh, first thing in the morning, I got up and I ran in the rain and I really enjoyed it. It was really, really refreshing. Um, it was great to just like be um, not sweltering and sweating like a, like a pig in the sun. Um, but it was it was quite refreshing. So, you know, got home, started work. And just did the things from there. And guess what? I started week five. So I did the week five where um, you have to run for a lot longer. But the thing is with week, with um, the longer runs is that they're less frequent. They're less intermittent. So in week one, you'd be expected to run like for 60 seconds, about six times, eight times maybe. But now you're just running for five minutes, three times. And those five minutes, even though you think you're not going to be able to do it, trust and believe I was able to do it. My feet did not hurt. I was not out of breath. I felt great. I felt amazing. Um, so for the next run, I think it is. Let me get it up. Hold on. Um, couch to 5K. Let me have a look. So week. Yeah, so it's going to be 
Yo, two sets of eight minutes. Okay, I can do that. I can definitely do that. Um, I didn't feel tired after the five minute run. And normally when I was on week four, because it was like three minutes, then five minutes, then three minutes, then five minutes. Um, by the time I'd done the three minutes, I was exhausted. And then the five minutes, I just couldn't do it. But I pushed through and I had to like take breaks. But yeah, so there's that. Um, I've still got the ongoing issue. So yeah, um, I've still got the ongoing issue with the council as well. That's another part of the week. Um, so I am still battling the council to sort out this fire hazard. And they have been absolute assholes. So um, I've got the email chain. I've got everything there for my records. And I think I'm just going to have to go down the emotional um, distress route because it's just getting out of hand. The fly tipping is getting out of hand. I don't know who the hell to go to. Don't know who to reach out to. Um, I've copied in my local councillor, local MP. Um they need to pull their finger out because I'm very much aware that there's more affluent parts of this part of Birmingham. Um, and I just know for a fact where the house prices are valued at like 700,000 to a million plus, um, when their alleys are blocked, when people have fly tips there, the council are clearing it up, whether it's private land or not. So, if you can do it for the wealthy who can actually afford to pay for it themselves, you're definitely going to do it for me, who is just like an ordinary working class person. You're, you're definitely going to do it. I don't business. Um, and they saw some cameras as well because they're just saying, I want evidence. They want witness statements. They've tried to like put words in my mouth and say that um, I'm unwilling to give a witness statement. And I've said, where have I stated I'm unwilling? Like, if you saw this email chain, it, this guy is insane. This guy is mad. This guy is wicked and evil. Like, you're useless. Absolutely useless. Um, and it's like you lot really, really want to just go and reward bad behavior um you really want to reward like these dodgy landlords that allow people to um basically put tenants in these properties and i don't know um <laughs> let them not have a fire escape and i've even mentioned i don't know if any of you can remember back in i think it was 2007 2008 there was a gas explosion on Holly Road in Birmingham. Now, that road is the road I grew up on. So I can remember, um, like, rubble and all of that being everywhere. Um, the lights being out because the, the explosion was that powerful. The blast was that strong. Um, it was able to knock out all the street lights on the road. So those are things that I can remember and the rubble being at the front of the house, like if you can't escape through the back, where the hell are you going to go? Like that's the issue that I have. So if there's a fire, if there's um an explosion, if there is like, I don't know, a lorry was to derail. And I know I'm being like, it sounds dramatic, but this is just a reality um, that can happen if a cop, because cars speed along this road all the time. If it was to just derail, crash into the house, I need to escape through the back. I can't escape through the back. If someone's disabled, um, or no, sorry, 
somebody has a disability or it's like it's not wheelchair accessible or anything like that. they all need to get out through the back and this cannot be done so not only is it like a hazard for so many like this is going to put people's lives at risk this is really really going to put people's lives at risk and i don't know um what the hell to do i really don't so i'm, I'm taking this on um the media are involved as well um they don't know that they're blind copied into the to the email chain as well they don't know this but they're acting a fool and that's fine act a fool in the emails do that and and you're seeing this and the reporter is seeing everything so you can carry on um people want to play the game we'll play the game we will play the game because i'm really not asking for much i'm just asking you to clear the rubbish and they're refusing to do it so let's play the game let's do it um the neighbors that have been doing it i've confronted them i've told them to move it or i'm gonna go mad um they said yeah we'll move it we'll move it blah 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 they've still not moved it so i've chucked some of the rubbish in their garden and um because it's fell in what, what fell into my property um because it was one, one at one point it was the shared access way now it's my actual property so what's in my property will be thrown in back into your property i'm not playing with you like i said before um i don't want the the 2012 version of me that would chase you down the road with something in my hand <laughs> like does that version of me need to come back i don't know but um yeah that's pretty much it with with how my week has been has anything else happened this week got some new plants i've got um an alocasia zebrina i've also got another alocasia i don't even know the name of it but they were in Lidl for like 5.99 7.99 and they're quite big i would say they're about almost a meter tall so i love big plants i really really love them um yes yeah, so i got two of those I've also got some baby allocations on the way and a string of turtles um, that will be arriving. I've got it from Etsy and yeah, I'm not sure when they're going to be arriving, but um, I look very much look forward to that. Like just buying plants after a stressful week just makes me so much happier. I love my plants. I really, really do. Um, my Monstera... Um, monstera variegated monstera that one's doing very very well like a leaf on it grew last week and another leaf has grown um this week and i know some people might be thinking sid this is just a plant like why are you so excited okay let me just say when it comes down to a variegated monstera if you look at the price of a variegated monstera just one cutting one leaf like an unrooted cutting is like about 30 to 50 pounds when they were in very high demand last um year the prices were like a hundred pounds 120 pound all of that stuff so this cutting that i got for 50 pounds was it 50 or 35 i can't remember but i got either way that's a lot of money to spend for one leaf i was able to propagate it root it um and it's thriving so i would say this plant now now that it's like fully fully set like the roots have like grown i've had to repot it twice um this is a plant that is going to be like okay um i could easily sell that for like 300 plus now um let it grow to next year you're looking at 
if it grows at the rate it's growing now, um, <laughs> that could easily fetch for a few grand. So that's one of my like my babies. Um, I think I also might I don't know, see how that goes next year. I might just uh, what's it called again? Grafting. That's it. So grafting is when like you cut one part of a plant and then you cut the plant that's already in the soil. And then the plant that the cutting that you've cut, you put onto the um, existing plant that's in the soil already. And then I think they fuse together and cause a hybrid. So I'm going to do that with some of the other Monsteras. Um, so they can variegate too, because there's like a, I've got an Adansoni and I've got an Adansoni Laniata as well. So those um, ones there, if I can get those variegated, because there are no variegated ones like that in the UK, that would sell for a whole lot of money. And I'm trying to fight the cost of living here in it. So got to do it somehow. Um, what else? What else? What else? So, yeah, that's pretty much it with my plants. Um, I've got rid of all the pests so far. Um, and that's doing well. So yeah, now you know um a bit about why I'm excited about the leaf, uh, the new leaf growth. And yeah, getting rid of pests is just bloody amazing because that just means the plant is just going to live like really well and grow new leaves. And it's not having the nutrients and the sap just sucked out of it. So um, let's have a look. So I just want to say good things that have happened this week. People, um, QPLC, like many black queer people that are doing things um, great this week. Um, I want to give a shout out to Equality Jamaica. And I've just had a look at their page. I think I'm going to reach out to them as well because um, they are doing, they're doing a lot. Like they're really helping um, queer youth and queer people find like housing, support, um and refuge because like Jamaica again we know is very homophobic and um <laughs> they're a long way away from where the hell they need to be and I just don't get why people can't just mind their business and let people be safe but they're doing all the things that need to be done so shout out to Equality Jamaica um love 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 what you're doing and um tried to find the donations part but I will yeah probably reach out to them and just donate, I was looking at like their packages, their pride packages, and it was something like about 6,000 or 7,000 Jamaican dollars. And for us, it, I don't, it might be a big thing for them over there, but here that's just like 30 pounds. I can definitely afford um, to give 30 pounds. Like if that is like, I don't know, whatever package that may be to give somebody like joy, I will happily do that. Um, so yeah. You can invite for you can find Equality Jamaica on Twitter as either Equality J A or just type in Equality Jamaica and, and you'll see them come up. Um, I also wanted to give um it's a bit of a sad like loss for the black queer community as well. Um was for um just thoughts going out to Josiah John T. Robinson. Um he passed away in Grenada and um he was an aspiring um singer and also a model. Um, sadly, he's was found dead in Grenada, and um, that would again the family is distraught. We still don't know um what's happening around that, um. But as as more information, hap like is 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 available, I'll just keep people updated. Um, so yeah, like he's also complained previously that he faced um uh, multiple homophobic attacks, 
and um yeah it's quite like it it's just one of those ones there like they need to hurry hurry up and and determine what happened is this is this a homicide we're looking into is it an accident is it it could it be um you know could he have like completed suicide we don't know at the moment so um that's something that we really need to um get the ball rolling on and i i do think that when queer people pass away especially when they're black it needs to be taken a lot more seriously because we know the hatred that is out there for us um and yeah um that's pretty much it for like the praises and i just you know want to say um to josiah robinson just thank you for the life that you've lived and thank you for everything that you've done i hope you rest in power pride and perfect peace um also what else has happened this week i want to talk about guap gala um because this has been this has been a bit messy and i did say on the podcast i had a controversial opinion to um voice but i wasn't going to voice it on twitter i wasn't going to voice it on social media or anything like that because the way that i'm going to word it is either way i worded it it would have been problematic and people would have been like what the hell are you talking about you 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 they, they they always do this the people will do everything in their power to misunderstand or whenever there's a talking point that somebody's not necessarily used to um they just react adversely and i really just don't have the time to be flogged on twitter and defend myself against people who don't want to see it this way uh, or don't want to see things my way or where i'm coming from so i saw um oh, i forgot her last name her name's ebonita and she runs uh, milk honeybees and you've also got Kalechi Okafor, who um, runs the Say Your Mind podcast, amazing podcast. I um, also gave her praises and just let you know that she's one of the main inspirations for me to actually set up my own platform. And I just also really, really admire integrity. Now, um, there was a section for Guap Gala to vote for um, for Kalechi and also Ebonita as well for uh, Milk Honey Bees. Sorry, Milk Honey Bees, what they do... Um, they provide like a lot of resources to young black girls um, to access things like edu um, further education, um, outdoor activities, mental health, mentoring, all of that great stuff. Um, and also um, a lot of adv advocacy as well. So during um, the child Q scandal, um, Milk Honey Bees was quite vocal as well. And they they did do a lot of the work. Um, for those of you who don't know Child Q is, I just suggest you Google it because it's just, um, yeah, I'm not trying to bring down the mood of the, like, p get that heavy so quickly into the podcast. But yeah, um, for those of you who know Child Q, you'll, you'll know. Um, now, when I looked at Guap Gala, <clears throat> it kind of reminded me why I made this podcast in the first place. Because, again, black people from outside of London just are not, represented and we're not visible and i think that there is so much done to make sure that we aren't visible and it's by other other organizations and black people um within london i just don't like it i i really really don't like it and i say i'm not saying this because like oh um i'm bitter or i'm jealous or any of uh, it, that's not the case like i was actually born in london so if I wanted to claim London, if I wanted to like put on um a universal accent, a a 
uh, more southern south london accent i could easily do that and assimilate i'm choosing not to um because i'm so sorry that's just not where my integrity lies so i looked at all of these people in the different categories and i'm just like i don't know many of you and some of you shouldn't be there either because you're problematic either because you're an enemy of progress either because you're not skilled in the field that you're claiming right now i just didn't know why they were there and i think um i was gonna say like this is how do i word this now see i said i was gonna say it on the podcast because if i word it on twitter it's gonna sound mad but now i'm thinking about it it's also gonna sound mad but what i still have to say is very valid so there's a common trend that i've noticed because when the critique was there people were like you're just hating on that person because they're a dark-skinned black person and and i'm just like okay 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 what people need to bear in mind is when it comes down to the whole colorism conversations i don't think a lot of people are very genuine when they talk about colorism and colorism in the uk and i'm gonna say why because people only care about colorism when it affects people within their proximity that they can relate to and as a symptom of this um of colorism is one familiarity and two we dish out unnecessary grace to people and three i do i do believe I'm sorry, I do believe people are given opportunities and grace because of that. Because because they may face backlash around colorism or because, not backlash around colorism, because they're darker skinned and they want the representation. But the price of that representation is that you're putting somebody in who is harmful and also who could be a colorist and who who may not be anywhere near specialized in the field of work that it is that they do so what what it is is let me get all these dark-skinned black people from london and i'm going to overlook every single other darker-skinned black person in the uk and i don't like that i don't because we will see people i'm not going to name names because like have some of them let me not name names. I'll 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 dissect that in another episode. But there are people who literally are just there because you're there. You're just there because you're from London. They needed a dark skinned person, and you're there. And I'm not taking back my chat. I'm not taking it back because if there was a darker skinned person, the same hue, who had the same skill set, um, not even the same skill set. Sorry, who was more talented, more qualified more um capable than the people who we see in london they would still pick the person who is in london and that just goes to show like you don't care about color like you you're very select on who you care about is who you care is affected by colorism i don't fuck with that i don't rock with that i just don't i really 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 don't and this is why when we see people i see people get onto georgia smith rightly or wrongly or they will see um they'll ask questions like okay why is it that all the the women who um tend to be popular from outside of london um from the midlands from the north why are they all biracial why are they all light-skinned okay 
that's because you don't support dark-skinned people from those regions. You don't, <laughs> you know? Um, you've got people like Janelle Antonisha, who's a brilliant fucking voice, amazing voice. Like, some of her songs remind me of Thames, but you won't support her because she's not from London. And I don't know if she's queer or not. I don't know. But you ain't supporting her. You never will. You've also got um, Kells. Kells, another um, um, dark-skinned black woman. Uh, so dark-skinned non-binary person. Um, and they have an amazing voice from Brum. They now live in Berlin. And I don't see nobody bigging up their music. I don't see nobody um, endorsing them or anything like that. But that's the problem. So when it comes down to you complaining about seeing um, people that are passing the brown paper bag test and being represented from the Midlands and also the North, that's because you not put them there. That's because you, you, you did not help or endorse anybody who was darker skinned from outside of London. And that's why I just think a lot of you are not serious about this conversation when it comes to colorism. Another thing when it comes down to um, colorism as well is our thresholds are different. And this is why if you took some time to learn how it affects us and if we didn't center London in the, um, in the conversation around colorism, then we'd actually make a lot more progress. We would actually see a lot of people who are talented, who do deserve to be there and um, being you know you you wouldn't be complaining i don't think you'd have anything to complain about so i just don't i just i just think some of the hate towards people is it's partially to it's not just because they're lighter skinned it's not just because they're biracial it's because you don't like anybody who is black or has black origin who is not somebody you can relate to um i, I just find that really weird really fucking weird and the fact that people put on uh <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to people who are in our fucking business, right? Um, how is it that H and RD have done better than any other black artist outside of London? How how are they the ones that are popping right now? You can relate to them. You man can relate to them more than you can relate to a black person from Brum, a darker skinned black person from Brum. So I don't, I just don't know for you lot in it. I just don't know, but. This is why I made the podcast. You can't shut me up. You can't bully me. You can't bad me up. It's just not going to happen. I said what I fucking... No, sorry, I said what the fuck I said. And no one's going to beat me because if, if it's not the case, all right, pr prove me wrong. Show me different. Show me different. So, um, yeah, I, I just think that is the byproduct of colorism, PTSD. We're trying to fix the problem by just getting people who are darker skinned and giving them grace and they've proven themselves to be very harmful and i'm gonna name names Wummy bello that's that's another one um what's that geezer's name who sat down with um the reason why i named Wummy bello because i've still i've not forgiven what she's done with um murad's podcast you've got chucky online as well when they hosted murad on the platform that they had no range no remit no depth to hold that conversation but they still held it and it's like oh don't don't be too hard on them because they're black people nah i'm so sorry i'm so sorry you're just there because you're just there by by virtue of merit uh so but of no merit sorry or whatever the hell you want to call it you're just there because you're there um because we have to have you there and that's it like there's nothing of substance for me to listen to you say like i'm so sorry these new podcasts that are popping up 
where people are just be like, oh, and and you know what? I said to the girl, yeah, uh, suck your mom, <laughs> and everyone's laughing, and then it gets a viral moment. Shut up, man! I don't want to hear that shit. I just don't want to hear it. Like it's it's actually just making my ears bleed. Like move, just move. Um, who's another one as well? Like you even had what was the, there was a podcast i can't remember their name but they sat down with people like tommy robinson they'll sit down with like far right people and it's like don't not too much because that's a dark skin but shut up man shut up let's just dedicate yourself to silence lock your mouth shit so yeah that's what pissed me off um this week speaking of people who pissed me off um i spoke with bob the drag queen again and you know what i felt bad for when the girl, um some of the girlies were getting onto you and holding you um like solely accountable and really really dragging you like really dragging you and i felt quite bad for you in the beginning but now i don't feel bad for you all the things people were saying about you is true um how you are a gaslighter how you are very manipulative how you like to deflect um, how you like to spin the narrative around and you you are very devious about the way that you handle conversations and the way that you care about your PR and image. And yeah, um, so I spoke with Bob the Drag Queen on Monday and it was just a, conti a continuation because I was dropped down from the space, but Bob held another space um, this week um, as opposed to last week as well. And I just wanted to continue on and just say, look, the race play and stuff that you were saying, here's how I just felt it was harmful. Um, and what happened again? I was also, so me, here's the thing. In that space, there was someone by the name of King of Reeds. I don't know who this person is, but I think they're more popular in America. And King of Reeds had some very valid things to say. And this person just came up. Bob invited this person up to just say, oh, but I heard you've been transphobic in the past. And all well and good, like, transphobia is wrong. We can acknowledge that. But what does that have to do with the conversation? Provide specifics. State what you specifically did. And the person who was calling it out wasn't even trans. So it's like, say specifically what this person has done. And then they were also putting what, like, you know, when someone just drops a bomb and they, they weaponize something and they say, that person's transphobic, and then everybody just reacts everybody's making statistical noise um nobody can get a word in that's pretty much what happened and i'm just like you're like you're meant to be moderating the conversation bob you're meant to be hosting this and you're not doing anything you're just there letting people make noise and squabble and not get to the specifics of what happened and we've just gotten nowhere then i come up and I speak about the race play thing. And I'm like, listen, when you when we have race play, here are the ways it affects people. Here's the ways, um, like, it, exp it. this is the reasons why we have people who, uh, black people, especially darker skinned black people, who have their gender identity, sexuality, um, gender expression policed. Um, then he brings up some black trans women and they were just like, oh, but white men um, are less violent or whatever it was. And white men are this and white men are that. And it's black men that are killing us. And I'm just like, I hear what you're saying. And I'm not disputing that. 
but I'm talking about a wider issue here. And the wider issue is the policing of queer people. Um, if you want to go and talk about like a layer of transphobia, like there's definitely conversations that can be had about that. But to sit there and just be like, oh, okay, well, black men are killing us, which is true, which I don't dispute. And I'm not defending these men. Now, the point that I'm, that, but that's got nothing to do with what I said. Um, it's got nothing to do with what I said at all. If you want to go and date white men, if that's who you feel is going to love you and protect you and take care of, that's absolutely fine. But my point is, is about the racism. This is what the conversation is about because the reality is, and I've spoke, the thing is, I actually sit down and speak to people and they will tell me, okay, cool. Here's this dynamic that we, you know, you've not considered. So when I've spoken with black trans women, um, through Clubhouse, through Twitter, um, in person, they will say things like, okay, cool. Well, I'm fetishized and people trigger my dysphoria in, in um, dating spaces because they want to know about certain parts of my anatomy. And they're, they're fascinated by that. And that doesn't affirm me as a trans woman. And I'm like, I hear that. Also as non-binary people, also as non-binary, um, uh, as trans men as well. It affects them. This was not just about trans women. Um, but if we were on the topic of trans women, we can talk about the disparities in sex work. Why is it that um, black trans sex, um, black trans women who are sex workers have to uh, come off their hormones, right, for a few days and then take Viagra, which apparently has testosterone in it so that they can be erect to shoot porn and then afterwards they're then dysphoric and they're meant they, they may need to go to the gender affirming clinic and those sort of things there in comparison to their white counterparts let's have that conversation let's let's go and think about why this is happening because if there is a racial motive behind it there definitely has to be a conversation that is had and that's why i said with bob i don't agree with you mandating or giving the giving the green light for um white men to think yeah i'm going to call you a, a nigger in the bedroom no it's wrong i don't i don't subscribe to race play it's disgusting it's apt like think about it you want to you want to pursue people to call them racial slurs so you're telling me that racial slurs is only are only acceptable when it's the bedroom and the thing is because um i tried to get some like of the south asian gays to talk about this but that's another story within itself but either way um now that that like more black men are having this conversation they are now in this uk anyway then the, the, the kinks now the fetish is now moved on to the south asian men so they they want to call them the slurs but again like i said i can't i can't do that labor for, for for those men i can't do that um if people want support amplifying the message or, or to say something i i can definitely help with that um but i i'm not leading i'm so sorry i can't take on that work i can't when i haven't fixed what's going on here i can't and there's some of you who acknowledge it um but this isn't just a, like a south asian issue i just think it's a it's an ethnic minority issue in general i think some of you aren't um vocal about speaking about racism and fetishization within the gay community because you don't want to ruin your prospects of getting a white man and I'm, that's just what is what it is. Because I just know when white men approach me, 
and they have an interest in me either sexually or romantically um when they hear me speak and when they hear me say the things that i say and the way that i'm aware to um certain racial dynamics they just they just leave me alone there are some who are just like you know what Sid? that's real and i i'm gonna hold the white people accountable like you know that they, they they're taking the white ally thing very very seriously and they're like you know what i'm going to speak to the people um within my networks within my groups and do what i can do to make sure that this is not okay and i can fuck with people like that i actually because they're actually they're actually doing the listening and learning they're doing the listening and learning they're doing what's supposed to be done so i can't fault that i'm not gonna moan and gripe and be vexed at anyone like you've done what's supposed to be done but um for other people it's like i just see you talking i've I've engaged with you previously and we may not engage anymore but i just noticed in it i've just noticed like i don't think you 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 don't want to date um people of color you just don't want to ruin your prospects of of um securing a white man and i i just don't know for you not in it but if you want to be called racial slurs in the bedroom um not everyone can be saved and i'm okay with that um i, I have to be I, I, I can't take paracetamol for other people's headache. Um, so yeah, now moving on to um, Bob as well. Um, they were saying that, you know, I'm gaslighting trans women in their experience. And I'm saying, listen, I apologise if you feel that I... Like, so I apologise unreservedly um, if that's what I said. But here's what I meant. And then here come the TikTok talking points. No, said if you if you go and say an apology and then you come with a but that that's not really an apology. I don't know. And then I'm saying, wait a second. And no, 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 I'll let you speak. I'll let you speak. The the big old bitch never let me speak. That's what Bob can stand for. Big old blood clot bitch. You nasty little jankle. You absolute porch monkey. Um, you fucking fool. You coon. Sellouts. So they just wanted to be like all this foolishness and say yeah well you know you're you're speaking over um you're speaking for their experience i'm not speaking for nobody's experience i'm speaking for black queer people in general and unfortunately you fall under black queer people so if you want to go and and, and if you want to go and do that that's absolutely fine you go do what the fuck you want to do but don't mandate it for everybody else don't think you can do that because literally when these white people come and approach and 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 do madness and sometimes we may buck up on each other right when i'm at the same events and they're selling um beverages in glass bottles it's gonna be you they're gonna that's gonna have to explain why i bust them in their head are you willing to do that i don't know so just make sure that you know when your white friends are moving mad when they are misgendering other people and doing all them kind of things there just make sure make fucking sure right that you're there to protect them and you're there and to step in for them like just i i I don't get it i really really don't get it so had people trying to attack me in the space um do all sorts of foolishness i'm just like you know all of you can just go suck out your moms all of you can just go french kiss your mom's uterus at this point because i just don't want to hear it i really just don't want to fucking hear it um absolute garbage absolute trash and i also went on to say um in that space i was like i don't know why white people are commenting if this is an issue about colorism if this is an issue within the black community about um like self-hatred 
why is a why does a white person feel they can comment on that why do they feel that they can speak and what bob is not getting because i don't know how bob is how old bob is i would say he's on the wrong side of his 60s um but well, that's what he's looking in the face anyway um but people never want to address the rebranding so you've got like the ones who are calling out colorism like the colorist page and what people are not realizing is these young people are like wait a second how the fuck did we get here why how is how did this system come to be right how has it come about all i can say is what i remember now i can just remember being 18 being a baby gay all of those sort of things there and people would say things like mainly black men like yeah you need to bleach your skin yeah you know you're this you're that you're not you're not um, masculine enough you're not um like your 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 dick isn't big enough and like, i'm sorry i've got an okay size dick like i'm 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 happy with my dick size like i don't need to be um you know 10 12 inches and that's why when you old men you get an erection now because your your dick is that big and you've injected it with drugs that's why when you bust a nut you're you're collapsing on the floor and you're getting heart attacks and you're you're croaking like kevin samuels yeah um imagine Imagine all of that blood going to nah. I'm so sorry. All of that blood going to that 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 part of your body, and your heart is having to pump all of that extra blood. You you go do that. You go do that, and that's why you have to like you know, you're not always a blacking out and and, and keeling over dead. Nah. Mm -mm. Anyways, so I'm sorry. This whole system where it was like you know, older black men just like you know reaffirming the fact that yeah you're ugly you're this you're that you're undesirable um and the only time they'd want to befriend you is like come and fuck a white man with me no so people people will go and question how this came to be so i can remember overtly when but sorry i can remember when people would overtly say things like white only and this was coming from poc this was coming from other men of color like white only they would say this so when um grinder had to remove and all these dating apps had to remove ethnicity and had to rebrand people have done the rebranding they've done all of the rebranding they're not saying it anymore openly they're just still doing it but just not saying it so just because people are not saying it now the younger generation who weren't around when i was 18 they're looking around and they're just like wait a minute Huh? so how did this come to be so yes bob stop with the rebranding and i'm not i'm not gonna lie neither should you be lying i don't tell lies for people nobody can lie i'm not lying so that's just that on that like people want to people really want to go and like um say that you know this whole thing is normal it's between two consenting adults okay if it's between two consenting adults why is it so pervasive and i'm gonna take things even further right and some people are not gonna like this some people are not gonna be comfortable with this they're not gonna be comfortable with this but i'm still gonna say it because this podcast here is to have uncomfortable conversations if there was an abundance of men men of all colors cis men yeah that were like hmm i'm going to actively pursue trans people and um, that means non-binary um trans men trans women and say you know what during sex it will really turn me on if i can dead name you which means using the name that um you were given at birth and and that you know they're not using your correct 
um, name that affirms your gender. Let's say these men say, I want to misgender you during sex. And I also want to call you transphobic slurs. Now, even though it is not comparable to calling people racial slurs and the N-word doesn't carry the same um, gravity of harm, right? A, a wider harm, I should say. The conversation would not be, it's between two consenting adults. And you lot would understand the harm that this can cause to trans um, people, um, young trans people, um, you know, the way that it would dehumanise them. It would also affect like tra like trans kids, all of those sort of things there. Um, it, we know the ramifications. All of the things that I'm trying to say that would affect black people in a certain way, right? For the things that I speak about, the way that it would just deny them just their humanity and the way that they can navigate their queerness. Um, you would understand that. And the reason why they would understand that is because this is an issue that would, would they they could not fathom it affecting white trans people because it threatens white trans people if we're gonna be all the way honest because i'm that, that's just what it is because unfortunately people have to be white in order for you to see them as victims that's just the god's honest truth and people may not be comfortable with what i'm saying but i'm not taking back my chat i'm not taking it back prove me wrong prove me wrong go and find someone out there do a social experiment and have somebody saying, yeah, you know what, you can, um, I want to, I want to find this trans person and it's going to really turn me on to, to misgender you and dead name you and call you a transphobic slurs and see if the two consenting adults conversation comes up by the same people that are saying, um, it's acceptable to say the N word. See if it comes up because I know it won't. I know for a fact it will not. So, <clears throat> that's just that like <laughs> who's gonna beat me who is gonna beat me none of you so yeah and hmm, you know what's even more funny as well is that because i've had this i get this all the time um white trans people will approach me um mainly non-binaries but still still want to police gender in a way they would not like to be their, their gender identity and expression disrespected that's what's funny to me and either what we, we, uh sorry whether it's a um friendship setting whether they are asking me to hook up and I, I, i'm not gonna happen i just don't i'm not really fucking white people like that um uh, the white couldn't know not like nine times out of ten if a white queer person is 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 um hitting me up it's just a fetishized me so the answer is no so I don't care what label you fall under. The answer is no. But the, the audacity, the caucasity of you trying to approach me because you want this um, big black cock monkey nigga dick mandingo fetish masculine dom alpha male to like, you know, fuck you to oblivion. No, I'm so sorry. I'm just not about that. I'm really not about that. And if, if I was to... Um, if I was to, like, say to these people, you know, yeah, okay, let's do it and I'll misgender you during sex as well. Let's, let's all be in hell. There will be a problem. They'd recognise the problem quickly. And I'm not, this is not to me to encourage people to go out there misgendering. Or to, I'm, not, I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying to draw the comparison where um, hatred and disrespecting somebody just because of their identity and dehumanizing them is wrong because unfortunately we have to make those comparisons for people to un like 
for people to recognize your humanity. So that's just what it is. And Bob, you, <laughs> you as a, however you identify, I'm sorry, but how can you do they, them in the streets, but he, him, a uh, masculine macho man in the sheets for a white man. That makes no sense to me. Sorry. You should be ashamed. Um, what else? Oh, one other thing that's been happening, right? There's been um this guy called Shahem and he's like Durag King or whatever his name is. I don't even know what their name is. I don't know. Now, you've come to london from america and you're saying the food is really bad this is an english breakfast now you took a picture of this english breakfast and the english breakfast in question right which english breakfast do you know has avocados and feta cheese turkish sausage turkish flatbread that was a turkish breakfast you took a picture of a turkish breakfast and said it was english i don't what why do you people do that like why would you do that like you've not asked any of the locals you've not like that's not an english breakfast it wasn't um not that i eat english breakfast because i don't eat pork and them kind of things there but what I, I don't understand what you plan to achieve then you just went on this whole um like rampage of what you don't like about the uk how much you don't like it here all of that sort of stuff and i'm just like do you know what i'm gonna say this you you came here because you wanted a Bridgerton experience. You wanted a Harry Potter fantasy. You did. You didn't come here with um, seeing other black people in mind. You didn't like black people in London. And I don't know why I'm defending you lot anyway, but you didn't come here. You didn't come to London to experience London the same way black people do. You came to be in proximity to whiteness. And that's a, a thing that I find a lot of black people from America tend to do. Um, because I don't see any other groups of people doing that. I don't. I really, really don't. And if some people feel a way, you feel a way. That's it. Not all of you. I'm just saying it's a very common theme. Um, and then you went on to do some more bullshit. Um, what did you do? Oh, yeah. Went to go and tweet about Beyonce because you went from London to Amsterdam and then was like, oh, Beyonce is taking a massive risk um, by doing the power fist or whatever it is. But it's like you were just making the assumption that there's no black people in Europe. Um, we don't fight racism. We don't like just saying all the stupid shit that they say all the time like that. You know, when Americans don't travel and they just talk all the stupid shit like, yeah, y'all eat beans on toast. Y'all, y'all worship the queen. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh my God. Like, you've not, you you really have not come here to see black people, have you? You really haven't. You really, really, really haven't. And you don't give a fuck. And this is what I'm saying. Like, a lot of you European capital city blacks, a lot of you um, international city blacks, I don't even know if Amsterdam's the capital. I, I don't even know. My geography is really poor there. But um, a lot of you are the biggest big friend with Americans and they turn around and diss you all the time. They really don't care, you know. Like, how are you going to go and bring up blackface as an American and say, we're not doing anything about it? We're not fighting racism here. Are you crazy? Are you all right? I'm so confused. 
I'm very, very, very confused. Like, if you don't understand UK racism, don't speak on it. Because if we were to go and provide misinformation on America, you wouldn't like it. You really wouldn't like it. If we were to go and do a bootstraps argument or talk about, you know, um, I think it's the first or second largest economy in the world and pull yourselves up, but you wouldn't like it. You really wouldn't like it. So I don't know why. And people are spending time trying to educate him and and be nice and like hold, sorry, them, um, wrap them in cotton wool, all of that foolishness. Why would you do that? Like, just just pay them dust and stop centering them. Fuck. Just stop centering these people. It's ridiculous. Like, just if you ignore them, they'll get tired. If you don't, stop making them feel so special when they come to the UK, like, that's just that on that. Like, bad them up back. Do you know what I'm saying? Just, just bad him up back. Show him pepper. And he won't do it again. He actually won't do it again. Um, so, yeah, like, you lot allowed this to happen. I'm so sorry. You lot allowed this foolishness to happen. You lot do international city, come here, hey, look at me, um, black people from America, please notice me, and it's going terribly well, they're just shitting, sorry, it's going awfully, it's not, it's not going terribly well for you, like, you know, they're just shitting on you in return, and it's terrible, I don't like that for you. The next thing I'm going to get onto is Drea Mack, now, Drea Mack is a rapper, and she does that song, I ain't never been with her buddy. I don't know the rest of the lyrics because it's a TikTok song. I don't like TikTok songs. But anyway, she made her one-hit wonder. She performed at Black Pride last year. And, hmm. Yeah, so when she performed, it was okay. It was all right. She just went up and down on stage. But the thing is with Drea Mack, right, is that a lot of people have had a lot to say about her. And people are saying that she's quite abusive um people have said that you know she's not got um a great character um she's also um threatened and harassed a woman as well let me go and get the details up so she's been on twitter recently and it, there's been a massive twitter spat with drea mack because what drea mack has done is um someone must have commented i think it was mimi the music blogger who was just saying like yeah i want great things for her um, but for some reason her music isn't hitting, but here is where she's talented and she can focus on this. And some people, rightfully, I would say, is like, okay, look, she's dark skinned, she's plus sized, and she is um she's queer. So why would you ask somebody like that to take a step back and and like, you know, operate from where they can't be visible? Which is valid, which is absolutely valid. I get it um but some people are just like okay well look she does amazing choreography and like there's amazing things that she can do and she can also work on um and mm, i don't know I, I just don't know how i feel about it but anyway rather than um you know take the critique or whatever it is because let's be honest like you're only known for one song if somebody put a gun to my head and said name three drea max songs i'm dead like, guys, I'm gone. I'm not, like, I'm I'm going to be gone. Like, student finance will not hear from me. I'm not paying back this student loan because I can't name three Dre and Mac songs. And that's that's no disrespect to you, Dre and Mac. I just, I just don't know who you are. Like, we just don't know. You've not, you don't really do songs like that. You just don't. Like, you make the songs and that's it. You make the songs. But 
and in my humble opinion, I think with it again, this goes back to Black Londoners. <laughs> um, I think when it comes to the music scene, people just make music just to be stars. They don't make music because they're musicians. They make it because they want to be a star. So that's probably why you're not producing the hits that you're meant to be producing. And I don't like that for you. So um, the lesbian girlies were like, listen, Drea Mac is a massive... I don't know how it came from this, but they were like, yep, she's a massive colorist. She is really nasty to people. She doesn't like um, black, dark-skinned black women. She uses dark-skinned black women for optics. And really, she just likes light-skinned women. And um, somebody by the name of KJ went and said, I don't think you guys are realising, in a quote tweet, it said, I don't think you guys are realising that this girl threatened and harassed me for months. She's not a good person at all. Um, And then there's, it's quoted under Sabi Girl, and she's put a um quote tweet, and I'll play it for you now, one second. I'm going to do this. Canadians don't even like her. Canadians don't even like her. Every other Canadian person I know hates this bitch. And I really could get you punched the fuck up, but I won't because I'm a public figure. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, three years ago, the girl would have been black and blue already. I'm not even joking. I don't play about this shit. So, yeah, we're going to do this. Yeah, so that's her threatening to go and, like, get somebody beaten up. And apparently, here's the thing. I get people of the same sex will fight. I do. People will fight. What I do not condone in any way, shape or form is if you had a romantic interest in that person and you've flown this girl out to Heathrow Airport, which is a, is alleged, you've thrown flown her out from Canada, left her stranded in Heathrow Airport just for optics. This is all allegedly. If you're going to do that, then I don't know. That doesn't make you a good person. And now if that person is kicking off and complaining and then you're harassing them and sending your, well, whatever fan base you have after them and saying, you know, you could have been beaten black and blue. I don't fuck with that at all. That, 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 mm -mm, I don't like it. Now, Sabi Girl then goes on to mention the person who tweeted the video was like, um, you know, she's, uh, what did she say? Something along the lines of, She's a linebacker or something like that. Um, where is it? I'm gonna try find it for you. I will find it for you. Yeah. So, swat. She says, yeah. So she called. Um, Drea Mac went in her Twitter circles and called Mimi the music blogger. Oh, bog off, you swine! Don't know why you called her a pig, but yeah. Um. So she goes swine, and then Tabby girl says swine. You know, over small, small critique when your back is as wide as the M6. I'm dead. Um. So then people were getting onto it and saying, you know, oh my God, fat phobia, blah, 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 blah. And why are you comparing her to, um, what was it? Yeah, why are you being fat phobic? And then Sabi Girl responds like, I said big, big, wide backed. I meant that she's built like a linebacker. I'm not on the fat phobic thing. And people are like, oh, um, but you have been fat phobic. You have been fat phobic, blah, 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 blah. Listen, your back can just be wide, innit? That's just how you can be born. Your, your back can be wide sometimes. Some people just have broad shoulders. Me, I was born with broad shoulders. I got them from my dad. I was, I was born with broad, broad shoulders. If someone calls me a wide back, I'm not offended. And and linebackers, anyone can be a linebacker. 
you can be a linebacker in women's rugby, all of them kind of things there. So, like, what are we talking about? <laughs> so people need to start reaching. Now, here's the thing. People have more sympathy for Dre and Mac. And this is what this is what lets me know that a lot of people will have friends who have queer friends that are abusers because you've completely glossed over what Dre and Mac has done. And now you're going to go and attack the person who has called out Dre and Mac and said, oh, you're you you're um, commenting on her appearance and blah, blah. You, you're um, likening her to this. But hold on. Dre and Mac was the person who started it. She was the one who called Mimi, the music blogger, a swine. So why are you calling a black woman a pig? So if, and here's the, here's the thing, like, me, I don't police, I don't police people in it. I don't police people. That's one thing I don't do is I don't believe in policing people. So how are you now going to go and say, like, you're mad at the linebacker comment. You're mad at the wideback comment, but you're not mad at the swine comment right so we know the context it was meant in why do people not have an issue with that so if if people are gonna and this happens because i'm one of those people i fight fire with fire i do i just called somebody a monkey earlier on in the podcast is that moral is that acceptable absolutely not but you know what if these men are going to be colorist and expect me to partake in their foolishness i'm gonna call you a monkey i don't understand if if, if white huh i'm sorry i'm not playing fair i don't play fair i fight fire with fire people fight fire with fire so when those situations arise you look very stupid to me if both people are wrong or whatever it is because if if sabi girl's wrong then drea mac is wrong so both people are wrong or you could just call out the first person who started it and it wasn't sabi girl so let's all just let's all just know ourselves really let's all let's all just like use sense and use our heads and not be a damn fool yeah let's not let's not be idiots so there was that and i find that people always want to take the seriousness out of abusers because again that's somebody you had a romantic interest in i don't know whether it was flirtatious whether it was whatever but you listen you flew a girl out in it you flew her out and you've you've now threatened you've made a threat to get her beaten black and blue and i take i take things like that very seriously because when it comes down to um some of you lot that claim you're feminist or some of you lot who claim that you're pro um gender rights and all of those sort of things there right how is it that when somebody is being when a woman is being beaten up by another woman you don't see it as abuse you just can't see that person as an abuser and you can't see that woman as somebody who's been threatened with abuse that's the problem and that lets me know that you're around people and you're around toxic studs and those sort of things or, or just women in general who will beat women up and you won't you you won't bat an eyelid and they can't turn to you it's, it's disgraceful it's really disgraceful now my final um my final person i need to like cuss out for being an absolute twat um is this dl man so a DL man in America, let me see if I know where it was. He was basically caught by his girlfriend um, sucking another man's dick in the car. And when she found out, she's like irate, like she's quite like distraught. And what's his response? He starts being a uh, trigger warning, by the way, I'm about to speak about um, domestic violence. Um, so yeah, like you probably just want to, end it here 
if um yeah that triggers you so his response is to start beating the crap out of her and i don't know i i i don't know because uh let me just have a look here i'm getting the post up now um right so she caught her baby daddy getting his dick sucked by Malik. Um, these N-words be on the download child. Yeah, and he's literally like kicking her on the floor. Um, like, and yeah, and she's trying to fight back. And he's just like, they're just swinging for each other. And the post goes on to say, um, Rose the artist, she says, I'm going to be real. DL men are a danger to women and gay men. They got too much to lose and will unalive you if you confront them be safe for real for real ladies if this ever happens to you don't confront that man as hard as it may be don't go telling people don't expose him don't cuss him out just walk away you're risking your life it, um and she provided examples of men who have killed um basically men who have killed other gay men and women for exposing them and or, or, or thinking they're about to be exposed and I don't know. Um, everyone's got their own politic when it comes to DL men. And I will, at some point, I will do an episode on DL men. Um, but I just wanted to say this. DL, I echo that sentiment. DL men are very, very, very dangerous. They're very dangerous. And you must stay away from them. Like they're not good people a lot of these men are rapists a lot of these men are abusers a lot of these men are pedophiles a lot of these men um are not good people they're not good people like there's a difference between being dl and being in the closet now in the closet is like when you're just not you you know who you are um or you may you may not be sure about who you are but you you know that like look this is what it is i'm gonna have to come out eventually or um you know you 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 operate differently with dl men on the other hand dl men it's a culture dl being down low is a culture it's a culture of leverage because sometimes you're dealing with other dl men and or dl men will deal with other dl men and it's pretty much like a game of currency of who's the most discreet and the moment you come out or whatever it is like people are just no longer interested there are and and i also think that as gay men um or people that entertain dl men like and and glorify them because they are the the heights of like the most masculine of masculine men like you are very mad you need to stop being a pick me and this is what pick me-ism looks like in the gay community um this is just an example of it because it's like hey yeah me next um come fuck me next and we see this all the time when you have these dl men who have their only fans or um they will do twitter porn or they will post like threads on reddit and tumblr and um twitter again when they're doing their foolishness right there are other gay openly gay and bisexual men who all sometimes cross-dressers um um femboys trans women who are just like yeah me next come fuck me while your girlfriend is unsuspecting um and people revel in that and when they find out when this is about to get exposed they turn violent 
Like, don't give these men room to breathe because they are very misogynistic. They are very homophobic. They are very biphobic, very transphobic. All of these things, they don't deserve grace. Leave these men alone. Like, leave them alone. They, they should literally commit themselves to solitude. They don't need to be, like, they need to be away from society. They need to be exterminated. DL men don't even get tested. Like, there are DL men that will get fucked out in their ass and will literally go to the clinic and tell that they're straight and not get their backside swabbed. And then you're just there spreading disease. And I know some people are like, this is harmful what you're saying, but it's fucking true. It's the truth. Like, it's the fucking truth. Tell like, you can't tell me. You cannot, if you ask any, any sexual health um, nurse, sexual health practitioner, they will tell you, any sexual health practitioner, they will tell you this. Now, again, you're not going to like, you know, try and say, oh, we want st stats and statistics. No, because listen, we all know within the faggotry community, right? When there is statistics that can be to our disadvantage, we all of a sudden don't do the research. So it piss me off. Don't even try and fucking like make me look a dickhead. Because when it comes, comes to racism in the gay community, right? Have you noticed they've stopped doing the surveys on it? Huh? Okay, cool. Because they don't want anyone to be painted in a bad light. They don't want anyone to take accountability. So when it comes down to DL men and the stuff that they are doing, like I'm speaking on people's experiences. I'm speaking on what I have observed. I'm speaking what other people have observed. We talk about these things all the fucking time. These are conversations that have been had. These experiences are common or you will know somebody who has experienced. And it's, I'm so sorry if most of my circle and most of my circle circle, and if I can just join a Twitter space or a clubhouse room or a Twitter thread and people are saying the same things, there is a fucking problem. Look into it. Look into it. So yeah, stay the fuck away from DL men. DL men stay the fuck away from people. Um, at the end of the day, you listen, you benefit from patriarchy, innit? Like, go get your money up, move out, come out, live out proud and free and whatever it is. Or just stop, end the culture. Just leave that culture behind. Leave the whole culture of discretion. Leave the whole culture of lying and, and being abused. Just stop it. S just stop it. Shit. Like, the hell, man, you're there beating people up. They're threatening people. And you think it's okay? And also the woman recording as well, she's there laughing. What are you laughing for? Because like, if it was you now, you wouldn't be laughing. You'd be there crying for your mum. Damn fool. Oh, but anyway, um, that is that for I said what I said. Um, yeah, so um, <laughs> it's, been, it's, been a, it's been a lot. It has been a lot. Um, and yeah, we're getting there bit by bit. And hopefully... I might get a guest on the podcast. Um, I had, well, my guests keep cancelling uh, or they're just never free. So I think I might record on the weekend and just edit it in somewhere and like figure out how to do the editing and stuff. But yeah, I want to start having guests on the show now. But yeah, you've been listening to Sid, um, the Aquarius and you've been listening to I Sid What I Sid podcast um please rate me five stars on spotify apple and um, also on amazon as well you can send your emails to i said what i said at gmail.com and um, you can also find me on twitter i'm going to be making an instagram page as well and yeah thank you i'll see you on the flip side Bye.